Previously on C.S. Lewis's The Lion Ate My Bitches. No. Pre- previously on C.S. Lewis's The Pimp, The Fighter Pilot, and The Cutting Board. The gang discovers a tomb hidden behind a broken wall belonging to Thumenahek the Intolerant, a thought-to-be lost Kebran lord of great battlefield prowess, also known as the son of Thumenos the Insufferable. They find a crown, a staff, a kopesh named the Sunbreaker, as well as ornate pharaoh's armor. Someone is given a mysterious ring for their impudence in playing with the body of the deceased lord. After more shenanigans involving the guardian statues surrounding the sarcophagus, the body and gear are transported to the outside of the temple, where they are raised to the surface. Two sets of footprints are found uh, leaving the temple, but there's still no clue as to who or what put them there. With the gang safely aboard the Wave Ripper, the journey back to Kuru begins. So what did you all tell what did you tell us right before we recorded that Dan asked very nicely? We all level up? Uh yes, you up. will all level up. Yeah! I want more want more paladin stuff. I I want evasion. I get evasion at level seven. <laughs> I love evasion. Best. Love that for you. Love that energy. <laughs> it just means I take even less damage so that I can try to keep you idiots alive. Great. I do appreciate that you are the one that's using your that is min maxing your character sheet while the rest of us <laughs> do dumb things. Dumb things for Star Bobby was explaining to a nice vendor at Rose City Comic Con uh, my character, and she just <laughs> completely threw me under Listen. the bus. She's like, "Yeah, he just picks the worthless shit." No, 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 that is not what I said. I said he's the idiot bard who took a level in fighter. There are two ways to play Dungeons and Dragons. One is min maxing and having a good character, and one is doing stupid shit and having a funny character. And this is a you comedy podcast. F- there is a middle ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> nope, those are the two. It's something, it's something that I keep hoping the party returns nope. to at some point. But uh, <laughs> I'm I think... not trying to, like, super min-max. I just enjoy playing a character that works right. But that's fine. Listen, I sure. also love rogues. But now <laughs> I'm a little monster boy. Now you're a little twink, uh-huh. twink paladin boy. Yep. That's fine. Is it okay to be called a twink if you're bi? I think so. Yes. I believe so. I think it's more of a lifestyle. Like It a... is a lifestyle. It is a fashion choice. Yes. <laughs> well, my understanding was that it was... Red mohawk. I, my understanding was that it was similar to the Pirate's Code, and that it's more a set of guidelines than actual <laughs> rules. So, you know, make of, make of that what you will. Yep. Um, take, well, dear while listener, you... take that, please, home with yeah. Um. Well, uh, that was... Also, okay. Yes, uh, you do get a long rest on the boat. You get a long rest on the boat. I'm gonna t- kind of describe the journey back to give you all time to level up your characters if you want to do that now. Yeah. So the deck of the boat is covered in 
Uh, obviously, you pull out the diving bell, you pull out the diving suit. Uh, Kenny goes and gets more substantial medical attention. Because um, if we all recall, he got a shark bite plus a hit from the glaive. Uh, so he's taken a, a nice nap, a nice medicated nap. Um, but yeah, it's about... You were down there for quite a while. Um, didn't really do it justice describing how long it, you guys have been underwater. But you've got that effect where your fingers and hands are kind of pruny, like if you had just taken a long bath. So, uh, the journey, journey begins again. And you're speeding off in the direction of Kuru, not quite into the setting sun, but... The sun sets while you're out there. Uh, and you arrive back at Kuru, uh, like, probably one or two in the morning. Um, and when you arrive, the uh, the seagull-styled Aarakocra captain, Lem, uh, offers you the opportunity to sleep on the boat if you want, since it's pretty late and there might not be businesses open. Why not? One more night at sea. Well, Let's do it. Make us even more sick. It's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, sure, but you are docked, so it's not really, it's not quite the same. Um, Guys, my max HP has gone up to forty. It, me mm. too. What was it before? L- not, littler not than that. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know the. Uh, the painstaking amount of detail you put into this character <laughs> is truly is astounding. I'm not here for numbers. I'm here for the aesthetic. Nevertheless. Eh, whatever. Okay, well. Uh, oh. Okay, well, actually, since, I, we're, I since you guys are leveling up, why don't you describe for our listeners what changes, if any, are you're making to the character? Or what skills you're taking. Before we do that, I have a moment of that I'll cut out. I have a quick question. Can you, um, this might be a stupid question, but can you switch spells when you level bards, up? Or is yes, that... bards can. You get to, you can switch out, I think, one. You, yeah, you get to add spells uh, every level. Like, you usually get more spell slots, which means you can add, I think... It allows you to add, and then you can switch out a spell. Some, yeah, level five, I can't add spells. It's level six that I get my spell, new spell slots. But, okay, but uh, yes, you can okay, switch yes, out at least one. At least one, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Alright, thank you. Back back to your regular schedule programming. Um, I can tell you what I have. It's not a lot. Great. Let's start with you, then. Okay, so I went up another level in Paladin. I have a little bit more healing things in my pool of healing now. I have, uh, I can cast Divine Smite without having to cast it through my, like, special, uh, necklace, which is what I did last time. Um, I have protection fighting now, so if I get myself a shield... I can protect people with it, which is great. Uh, and also my hit points are higher, so that's excellent. 
Uh, and that that's all that I have going on over here. Okay. And I'm I'm boring. I just took another level in Rogue, and now I have evasion. So if you try to hit me with a fireball, I have a chance to just not get hurt at all, which is pretty sweet. Yo. I got a new ability called Feral Instincts. Um, apparently my instincts are honed, so I had advantage on in, uh, initiative rolls. And then additionally, I basically can't be surprised. If I'm surprised at the beginning of combat and aren't incapacitated, I can act normally on my first turn. Just neat. Otherwise, I'm just a big, beefy boy as usual. Okay. Um, I get... Uh, I took a, another level in Bard. So I was actually incorrect. I get two spell slot, two additional spells. I've chosen to take Hold Person, which basically can let me make somebody paralyzed if they fail their uh, Wisdom saving throw. And then I also have taken the spell Plant Growth. So now I can make some planties grow all around me. That's exciting. (laughs) Treble's gonna start a grow house now. Treble is for that, for that good, good herb. Gonna really connect with the earth. We love that. And I think hold person gives you advantage when snuggling, right? Isn't that part <laughs> yep. of that ability? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it gives you advantage to get the big spoon. I was gonna say, does it's it make you the big spoon or the small spoon? Because I feel like everybody that really wants it. to be the small spoon. Yeah, it's true. I get the choice of being big spoon or small spoon if I cast hold person. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh-huh. So <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you. Thank you all for explaining explaining the the in-depth mechanics of hold person for our audience. Um, I mean, I, I enjoy those be... mechanics better than like it being non-consensual holding cuz that's what that's what it really is. <laughs> You're non-consensually holding someone to never move. Listen, there's probably people out there who would appreciate having hold person cast on them. You could do it consensually if you found the right person. (laughs) Find that person (laughs) that we will consensually cast hold person on you. Is it possible to gouge out your own ears? <laughs> it I'm is. Gonna, I'm gonna it try is. right um, now. Grab some Q-tips. You can. You can. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're just, right. I could rupture an eardrum. Just, just take the the fuzzy part off the Q-tip and shove it right down in there. You'll be. Good I'm to just go. saying. There's a lot of spells that could have kinky purposes if you <clears throat> used them right. This is D and D. Ninety percent of what's in this game it's all is kink. kinky. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> It's a reason the dungeons is in the name. I rest my case. <laughs> Henry has no words. <laughs> he has no words. Henry's busy throwing his computer in the trash. <laughs> what does Ripley say? Let's just nuke the site from orbit. That's what. <laughs> do, do that. He's on Indeed. He's looking at Walmart <laughs> applications, oh, just no. like, oh, can I, I'll do anything at this Get point. I'll this. do anything. <laughs> All right, so you've arrived back. It's now the morning. At this point, you're awoken by Dr. Mara Percival. Kenny, at this point, has, like, bandages around his midriff, um, and he kind of limps back to the deck. And with the help of the goblin crew and the Aarakocra, uh, you start loading up the cart again with the, uh, with the items that you've recovered. 
Um, and once it's loaded, uh, the procession back to the embassy begins. This is a very minor point. What order do you guys think you'd be walking in? I'm scared of that question from a deal. <laughs> but, uh... Trouble would definitely be towards the front. Yeah, I think Red is also an eager little guy. He's also probably toward the front. Okay. Herman's trailing behind, playing with bass. Cute. He's, like, distracted. Cute. Big guy with cat. Classic. As you're proceeding, you feel vibrations beneath your feet. So much so, in fact, that it feels almost like a minor earthquake. But you notice that it's kind of rhythmic, like footsteps. And as you round the corner uh, onto the road that the embassy is on, you see a long column of elephants in front of you, clad in Kebran attire. Uh, some of them have, like, the war towers strapped onto the back, and some of them just have riders, uh, folks sitting, like, basically on the neck of the elephant. So are these, like, when you say elephants, are they, like, actual elephants, or are they the Luxodon, the, the elephant people? No, they are actual elephants. Um, quite, quite a bit larger than, than Loxodons. So you see this column of elephants next to them and walking in the same direction uh, are columns of Kebron soldiers led by a very well-dressed lord who is riding a camel, uh, kind of leading this column of troops. And one thing that I was sort of... Uh, I was bad to not mention this because I even had it in my notes and somehow omitted it the first time. Um, one thing that is different about the city of Kuru than, say, the city of Bastalon, because of its sort of, like, not checkered past, but its inconsistent level of technology, they don't really have a lot of the same amenities that Bastalon has. And one of the things that they have as kind of a stopgap is a sort of town crier uh, kind of yelling off local news tidbits. And one of these is present as you round the corner. And you hear... In response to recent Bastalone aggression, the vizier of Zarnak has, has been called up today, along with his legion of troops to protect the Kebran nation's interests on the floating city of Kuru. Is this person, like, close by, or are they, uh, over, kind of, by the elephants? Um, they're on the opposite side of the street from the elephants, but they're, like, probably 20 feet from you. Red just turns to Kitty, like, what's going on? Do, do I recognize this name at all? No. No. Red just um, assumes that Kitty knows. <laughs> this is this is not something your characters would know. This is just something to keep in your back of your mind, like for for context, for flavor, if I'm you will. I'm scared of it. Having said that, there is like a corridor where you can make your way to the embassy without like getting in the way of these elephants or troops. So if you want to do that, you are welcome to do so. I was half expecting you 
just based off of the party's history to try and do something funny with the elephants or the vizier. <laughs> I mean, I do want to get relieved. up close and personal with them just to look at them, but I won't try to mess with them. They're just so big. I just want to lo- look at an elephant from close up because that's cool. I almost took speak with animals Aww. with this level up. Dang it, that would have been so I good. I can only speak to birds. Sorry, bud. Well then. So, well, oh wait, um, birds you say? Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Good to know. I can only speak to one. That's game, so. technically that's a thing that is like a a character warlocky thing we talked about a long time ago. It's not technically a spell. It's just a thing that we yes. talked about him being able to do because I, I, of his warlock pact. Yes, I I remember. I remember that. Okay, so you have this long column of troops. Um, you have the vizier who appears to be kind of addressing some of the troops at this point. Uh, you have the town crier spilling exposi- uh, information uh, <laughs> to to the, the, the people at large. Um, at this point, uh, Dr. Percival stops the wagon and you see her do like an eye roll like looking at the troops like ah i found this cool thing and now i have to walk through a bunch of elephants and elephant shit what 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 is this what gross this is not what i signed up for uh but yeah, this parade sucks they're not even throwing any candy <laughs> <laughs> just just road apples i'm so sorry it's not saint patrick's day yet anyway so after a moment of kind of hemming and hawing, she like gathers you all together and you walk through the embassy doors. However, in sort of a departure from what you did last time, you do not go to the office of Harvey. Good. The horrible, horrible Fuck tabaxi. That guy. Instead, you go directly to the ambassador's office, which is on the first floor and uh also has guards out front because the ambassador is an important man i'll lick my my the back of my paw and i'll just just smooth down my because i have like regular curly hair on top of my tabaxi fur but i'm like trying to smooth it down a little bit like ah oh, crap we all look like crap we've been underwater and at sea crap 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 I think they so, know that. They know we've been underwater, right? Indeed. Treble is real soggy, too. He has not dried off entirely, so he's still very damp. So you just smell like wet underwater. goat now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also worth noting, Dr. Percival uh, has taken with her the crown. The pharaoh's crown of Thumenahek. And she's kept it under kind of this burlap sack, um, just away from prying eyes. But you all would have seen her put the crown into the bag. The guards outside of the door uh, are a mixture of Warforged. There's a pair of Warforged, which are both like kind of this beautiful gold color, like gold metal that has been carved with like lapis lazuli. Um, in Kebron Ke- styles, they both have like halberds in kind of that guard position. They clearly recognize Dr. Percival because they let 
her through and kind of beckon you all through. Inside, you find, seated behind a desk, a Kebron woman, a elf, um, who has this little pair of spectacles kind of perched on the end of her nose, and she's reading from a scroll. And the desk is covered in all sorts of papers, a couple of paperweights scattered about, um, a really nice fountain pen just kind of sitting in its stand. A really bizarre, like, it's a framed picture of, like, a charcoal etching of uh, a family. You know, typical ambassador stuff. And when you all enter, she kind of turns, and satyrs aren't terribly common uh, in Kebra, so she kind of like, who are you? Why are you here? Um, But she recognizes Dr. Percival, and kind of stands up and comes over to greet her. Well, uh, how was the expedition, Doctor? Well, well, um, it was, in a word, uh, great. Uh, Kenny did, of course, take substantial, um, well, not of course, but Kenny was wounded <laughs> quite a lot. But, uh, Kenny, of these, course, almost Kenny got killed. Kenny always but... gets wounded on these things. <laughs> Classic it's the curse Kenny. of it's the curse of having the name Kenny in any fiction anymore. You just you're gonna get hurt or killed. You just yeah, can't do anything about it. It's just just one of those things. Um, however, these these wonderful people here uh, provided excellent protection services, and uh, and she it's like she's trying to contain her excitement, but she really can't. And we found we found this. And she takes the crown, takes it out of the bag, and just places it on the table. And the ambassador, like, takes off her spectacles for a second, looks at it, and is like, Holy fucking shit! This is fantastic! Uh, do you have any idea the prestige and promotions we'll get from this? This is fucking great. Uh, and this is clearly, like... It surprises the guards outside who can still hear this because one of them, like, turns their head like, what the fuck? Like, the ambassador doesn't do this. This The ambassador normally doesn't scream holy fucking shit normally. Okay. Well, this, this is truly, truly a marvel. What are your names? Addressing the four of you. My name is Treble the Bard, and, uh... This is our our gang of, uh, what did we call ourselves again? I turn and look at Red. I don't know. My name's Red. You remember? I just reach out to shake her hand. Okay. Uh, she, she takes your hand and, and shakes it. So, since we were part of this expedition, that's clearly going to get you a lot of promotions. Uh, we were all thinking that maybe, uh, maybe our initial fee wasn't quite worth, uh, the amount that we found. And Kitty so... will put her arm in front of him. And, and uh, I'm Katrina Bradley, <laughs> and, and we very much appreciate you having us in your office so that we can show you what we were able to help recover historically for your country. The ambassador takes your hand and, and shakes it warmly. She does give a raised eyebrow, eyebrow to treble for a second, and kind of a bemused smile. And then she's like, 
Well, despite your rather forward manner, Mr. Uh, Mr. Trubel, uh, I hope well, I'm saying that it's, correctly. It's Treble. No, it's Trubel. It's Treble. Yes, Trubel. No. Trubel? <sighs> Trabul. Tribbly. Yeah, close enough. Trebelevsky. Well, all right, Mr. Treble. Despite your forward manner, I, I think you're correct. So, um, since you've recovered such a, a piece of archaeological and cultural significance, I guess I should be asking you, what can the nation of Kebra do for you? That's a big question, but... We've been sort of banished from our home. Is there anything you can do with that? Hmm. Banished, you say? Well, less banished and more like, uh, fugitives on the run sort of thing. We didn't do anything bad. We, it's we just, can you, do magic you know, what the and they don't like. like magic over there. Ah, yes. Yes, they are rather, uh, rather strict on that, aren't they? You know, uh, I think there is something we can do about that. And she goes over to her desk, and there's you can't really see it just because it's behind the desk. She It looks like she's pulling something out of, like, a file cabinet. She pulls out this ornately inscribed piece of parchment, and she just starts writing on it with her fountain pen. After oh. a moment, also, uh, that's she... That's Herman. She's got... forgot to in introduce him. That, that's uh, Herman. Oh, yeah, I'm Herman. Sometimes I'm Vincent. Right now I'm Herman. But, hi. I'm pic I'm picturing like Herman's just like looking at like a painting and is like, but it's like one of those things where he's like, I I think this is meant to be one of those like Rorschach tests, and it's just actually just a painting of a duck. <laughs> he's just like, I think I see a duck. I see. I was thinking of that scene from The Office where the new where, like, David Wallace is talking, and then Kevin just randomly says, hi, in the middle of it, and, and well, that, that's okay. Yes, um, yes. Uh, well, welcome, Mr. Uh, Mr. Herman. Um, and she goes back to writing. But after a moment, um, she has a candle that's lit, and she grabs it, and it looks like she's heating up some wax. And she takes this metal seal... And after pouring the wax onto the parchment, she presses it down, gives it some, some oomph. And then she hands it over to you, Treble. Oh, wait, and your character can canonically read in this campaign, so that's even better. <laughs> uh, I was going to make a joke about that, too. <laughs> I have a cousin who couldn't read, and he uh, got screwed over by giving a piece of parchment to somebody. So That is true. What does this and say? that was funny. So basically what you have in front of you is a written declaration signed and sealed by this Kebran ambassador offering diplomatic protection to the four of you. We've got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Just been revoked. <laughs> um, I can't do a Danny Glover voice. I don't know why I tried. <laughs> but then again, can who all... can? But we can yeah, all really. say diplomatic immunity. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, he's from the country of Eastern Europe. Wait, so what kind of... Are, are they making us citizens of them? How are they offering this? 
So the letter, which I will give you a summary of, kind of spells that out. Um, essentially, you have been declared... Um, basically, you've been granted favored person status amongst the nation-state of Kebra. So what that means is you get you are not technically citizens, but you get many of the same privileges, um, including... Uh, a diplomatic protection detail if you go into government buildings in Kebra or embassies outside of Kebra. Um, you also get the privilege of asking for Kebran legal aid if you're ever involved in uh, a court dispute outside of or within Kebra. And there's Kebran legal representatives nearby. Can we please have a spinoff episode where Herman has to be a lawyer for us for something? <laughs> and he's just... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> like, going through the whole legal process, that'd be good. I could see that. In addition, there is also, um, not directed at you guys, but if you are threatened, you need present this letter and... Kebran military force will be used against any person who threatens the bearer or persons specified therein of this letter. And you are henceforth referred to as the recoverers of Thumenahek's uh, legacy. Sweet, that's better than our other stupid group party name. Which was, was what? I don't remember, but I remember it was Did, I was like, does was anyone remember the stupid it. name we came up with? I did have a question for you. Um, is there like a local? Do you guys have like an ambassador's like court wizard or anything like that? I just have a a quick question for them. Uh, yes, actually. Uh, and she reaches under her desk and brings out this tiny crystal bell and rings it. And from a room that's adjoining the one she's in, um, excuse me, a richly clad dwarf man comes out and he's got like, he's in the middle of doing what looks to be like a science project. He's got his sleeves rolled up and he's got like those, um, those chemistry like goggles, like kind of perched on his forehead and he's got, like, a, f a, a flask full of this amber-colored liquid. Uh, yes, you rang, uh, Miss... Madame Ambassador? And she's like, uh... Mr. Uh... Traboul, uh, here has questions for you. And kind of gestures to you, Treble, to, uh... You know, say your piece treble size at yet another person getting his name wrong and uh but proceeds with uh, i was given this ring by a dead person when we were down there and i was wondering if you could tell me what it does you were given a ring by a dead person um yeah i promise i didn't like steal so i'm not like a grave robber like this dead person actually like gave it to me they talked to me for a while and then they gave me this ring because i kind of may have well that's what 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 happened is not important uh that made him give me this ring but uh, he gave me this cool ring so i thought maybe you could tell me what it does 
he and gives you him, I show him the ring the most quizzical of quizzical looks like eyes are narrowed to slits he's like like mm. a dead person gave you a ring okay come on man you live in dungeons and dragons this the ambassador the ambassador gives him like this shrug and just like a a gesture like yeah i don't know go do it whatever and he shrugs and he's like Alrighty, uh, wait here a bit. I'll be back. And he goes off to this room, and you see him place, uh, it's, it's a table that looks an awful lot like the Enchanter's table from Skyrim, like, a table that has been carved with runes and has, like, crystals and precious gems embedded into it. And you start seeing, or start hearing, rather, him make, like, little incantations. And you get the sense that he's doing some sort of arcana or, like, some sort of check analysis on it. Um, so, um, while he's doing that, the ambassador goes on to explain that you have this diplomatic immunity, you have... Uh, Kebron military and legal protection. Um, there are some terms and conditions, but it's fairly broad. Like, you can't just go around starting fights willy-nilly and expecting um, expecting things to happen. But if there are people after you and it's not something you're initiating, then uh, you can kind of call on, on support. Um, and to go along with that, she gives you a little, like pamphlet for lack of a better word which contains uh locations and addresses in a lot of the major cities of bastalone and ransheim where you can find assistance so um you've got that and then uh to top it all off she hands you the remainder of your payment uh which, so which was I want to say it was 400 more gold, because I think it was 800 in total. Um, but because of your, you know, kind of stupendous find, she gives you an additional 400 gold bonus. So 800, we each get an additional 200 yes. gold? Hell yes. yeah. Just do that right now. Everyone write in your inventory, you get 200 gold. I was also wondering if you knew what this if this thing does anything and i show um them the show the archaeologist the blunderbuss that i found or if you know anyone who might be able to like fix it it was underwater for a long time so i don't i don't know that it works but i'd like to make it work so she looks it at it and looks at you and you've ne gives you kind of an evil grin like a this is going to be funny sort of thing. And she like points over to the opposite side of the room. And she's like, go stand over there. Uh, this is good. This is my what? favorite. No, 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 no. It, 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 don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, buddy. You just uh, stand over there. Uh, they just promised to protect you all on, on paper and stuff. You'll be fine. All right. Trouble goes over to the place she pointed and stands there and kind of like is like wincing kind of looking away a little bit just like uh so 
she like looks at looks at the thing for a second she pulls a little like almost like a bolt action a uh, little lever on the on the gun uh she points it at you and fires and a net pops out and covers ah. you and it's like slightly weighted so you actually end up falling over and kind of struggling on the ground it's a net gun fuck yeah oh yeah this is gonna be so cool oh man <laughs> Say, as, you're, as, so as you're trapped people. behind a net going oh yeah <laughs> trouble's so excited how do i how do i reload it well uh you don't no i'm just kidding uh no so she's like well uh i wouldn't be able to tell you how but there's a there's a weaponsmith in town who could tell you how to fold the the net correctly and and reload it uh this is like a this is this is pretty common from the era that it was made in so there's like hundreds of these things just lying around um a lot of people don't use them because as it turns out net guns aren't terribly practical not when you have a creative mind like me. And he kind of tries to, like, point at his head, but he can't because he's wrapped in a net, so he's just kind of struggling. Oh, actually, hold hold on a second. I think I can help you with that, too. Um, and she, like, turns the gun over, and you didn't really... You can't really see it, or you didn't really notice it the first time when you picked it up, but there's actually a little, like, inscription carved underneath the barrel. And then she kind of reads that. And then she says the word shin splints. And the net like retracts um, and kind of shrinks down to like a, a manageable like foot long, foot one foot by a foot square. Yeah, you get a nice, a nice retra- uh, retractable, reloadable net gun. I love it. I love it. So. I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, and I actually, there's a D&D item for that that I will add to your inventory. Um, if I haven't done so already. Oh, awesome. I forget if I haven't. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you have received your payday, you've received your bonus, and perhaps most importantly from a narrative standpoint, you have received diplomatic, diplomatic immunity. immunity. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun. It is fun. So, uh, your options are plentiful for what you guys want to do next. Uh, I mean, I want to go back to our hotel at some point in time and see if we can get rooms again where we were staying. Um, I also have, uh, a satchel of gold I got from the Abbey people. So I want to know how much that is, and I need to. I want to, I don't want to be carrying around this bar of gold uh, with the Bastalone crest on it. So I want to fence that too. Okay, so the bag of gold that you got is forty gold pieces. So that that's pretty straightforward. Um, as far as the actual bar of gold goes, that will be a little bit more difficult to dispose of. Um, I can I think. That's why I said. Fence it. <laughs> now I can think of at least one person or and or entity that would be willing to fence it. Um, 
the downside is that the, that person and or entity usually hangs out in the blood drinkers social club um which reminds me well actually doesn't remind me but uh you're back pretty much on the day that that fight is supposed to take place i was gonna say we rigged a boxing i was actually just about to ask about that (laughs) yeah so you get back in plenty of time that you could go and you know do some shopping but also attend a pay-per-view match at your local big owls definitely need to go there we need to go do to Big have, Al's. Do we have I hate time to that do you both. included Big Al's in my podcast. I we hate love, it we so love much. Bye Gals. What can we say? Bye Gals. Yeah. We love Bye Gals. <laughs> I feel like I need to explain that. No, nope, like, don't. Okay. No, I think you should because it don't. is very funny. So I work at a place called Big Al's, and it's a family fun center. Think like a Dave and Buster's, but like. But not as, as not as fun and with um, more bowling. But my professional work email is my name, Jordan Fugit at I love dot com. Which it's I not, love big owls, but, but it, it looks like absolutely bi-gals, loves I love by gals. It's so I love good. Bye gals, baby. Which also every you should. Everyone, everyone should well you should. We, we need we need all the love we can get. Um, I I, yeah. uh, I have to give that to people professionally, though. There's a difference between being it like, oh, that's funny, to being like, here's my professional My favorite is address. I got a professional email from someone that's not you from that same thing. And it gave our whole office, our professional office, a good chuckle. So just know that that's out there. Um, also, while we're stopped, from all the rest of the gold that we got besides the gold bar, everyone else gets 93 gold. Seven silver and five copper. Write it down. I can't handle dealing with silvers and coppers. I don't care. Okay. I, you can throw them away. Use it, use it or lose my it. Silver and coppers to some street musicians at some point. Great. <laughs> you can bet it on the fight tonight, Red. Make sure to bet, uh,. For the the other person to win, though, because <laughs> that will pay off pretty good. All right, that sounds good to me. I I have no qualms about that. <laughs> I was our... going to throw this money away anyway. <laughs> Who was the fighter we told to throw the fight? What was their name again? Uh, their name uh, was Margaret Thastus. Thastus. That's right. Indeed. Uh, what the what what time of the day is it right, right now? now? It's probably about right midday, about noon. Okay, and the fight I'm assuming is in the correct. Evening. The fight starts at seven, so you've got like six, well, six, five and a half, six hours to kill. So I've got some shopping to do, and I think everybody else does too. So we'll say we uh, split up. Do Henry's favorite thing and split up and uh, reconvene back at uh, I don't know who, like six o'clock for the for the fight. I don't know who this Henry is, but uh, yes, uh, this God, the God of our world, Henry. Great. He's uh, he... uh, uh, Kitty will hand Treble the large bar of gold and with the Bastalone crest on it and be like, I feel like you might. Be able to get rid of this better than I can. Um, just know if you 
try to keep all the money from it and don't split it evenly. I know where you sleep. What do you think I am, a rogue? No, because you wouldn't—you would never have to <laughs> worry about it if you were a rogue. <laughs> that is funny. I think that joke was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I did fake laugh and then I did real laugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will—I will take care of this though. Yeah, that. That will be no problem. Kitty will give him that. And then she's actually going to stay at the hotel um, uh, to do some research on... We got some... We got two carnelian gems, a polished smoky gray quartz, and a polished piece of lapis lazuli. And I want to see in that book about the phone if those call specific people... Or can be used to call specific people. And my other thing I want to do is I bought a bag of holding a long time ago. And I have yet to turn it inside out. Because I don't know if there was anything in it. So I want to pull everything out that I know that's in it. And then turn it inside out to see if there's just there's anything else rattling around in there. Because it was used. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, okay, so that's, that's, what, that's what I want to do. We don't have to start with me, but that's what my my downtime right now is going to do. I'm just staying at the hotel to do those things. Okay. Um, Red and Herman, what are you guys going to do? Herman wants to know more about that weapon that he got off the statue. The glaive. Okay. Or or actually, no, no, not the glaive. I I gave him... No, I gave... Uh, Red, Red the Glaive. glaive. You gave Red the Glaive, and you got the Ornate Kopesh. Um... Which, actually, let me scroll to that really quick, because I did not bring it up, because I am a hack fraud. Don't talk about our friend Henry like that. Only don't we talk get about... to talk to our... We only get to talk about our friend Henry like that. Yeah, don't talk hey, about Hey, wait a like minute. <laughs> We're the only hack frauds in this <laughs> Discord chat right now. <laughs> don't take that from us, okay? Don't take that from us. You're right. I, I shouldn't. That was that was that was childish and churlish of me to to take that. Churlish. From me. Churlish. Uh, okay. View. This will get cut. But while Henry's waiting, Nate, I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so much. For for what? Yeah. Nate and I have been playing chess together, oh. and I think we've played twelve games, and Nate has won all twelve of them. <laughs> I feel like this needs to Damn. go in the podcast. So that no, that's got to go in the podcast. How smart Nate is compared to how dumb Herman is. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, wow. No, Herman. Thanks. He said it's how no, dumb Herman is. How dumb Herman is. Oh. <laughs> you just <laughs> took it as yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I would not say that about Jordan. Talking about the character that Nate plays. Okay. Um, so Herman, uh, if you, well, actually, let me play this out real quick. So while you're still in the office, uh, the dwarven or the dwarf, uh, mage comes back to you and hands you the ring. And he tells you that the ring contains an ancestral spirit belonging to a Kebran noble. 
and by speaking, uh, basically he tells you if you want to um, add a command word to the ring, you can basically summon this Kebrin spirit to speak with once a day. What's the Kebrin spirit's name? Do I know? Um, now this is the ring, not the not the sword. Um, the Kebrin spirit's name is Kalidor, or and just this, Kali. And this is the ring that. This is the ring that uh, was Tre- given to Treble. Yeah. <laughs> that Treble had no choice in taking. Indeed. <laughs> So do I get to like pick the word or You do. Hmm. I think I'm going to do jazz. No, jazz hands. <laughs> if I say jazz hands, yeah. I want to. I was to like, I okay. feel like you talk about jazz more than you talk about jazz hands. <laughs> okay. So um he gives you a look and then he goes back, speaks the word you hear like this mystic incantation and then a sigh and then jazz hands. And then yes. there's a little flash of light and he comes back to you and hands you the ring. And then he says with a voice dripping with irony, very well, the next time you utter the words jazz hands, you will summon the spirit of Pharaoh Remakali, the cruel to speak with. Wait 24 hours before speaking with him, he said, looking at the camera. So Don't, don't fucking do it right now. Henry's not So prepared. does this guy, like, fight for me, or do I just get to, like, talk to him? I think he gets to talk to you. He explains that, uh, at the very least, you'll get to talk to him. Um, he might do more if he feels so inclined. Maybe. So maybe it's kind of like having a warlock patron. <laughs> a, a warlock patron who really doesn't like you to begin with. Yep. That's about how I am. <laughs> with my god. <laughs> well, your warlock patron... Yeah, that's fair, actually. I don't um, think now Sir Herman... is a big fan of Red. Red is a convenient person but not a liked person i don't think now herman with your (laughs) uh with your sword um the guy takes one look at it looks at the carving and hands it back to you and uh he speaks a word and the sword begins to glow um you have have found a moon-touched scimitar. So when it's dark or when you speak whatever command word you want, it will glow with the light of the moon. And depending on the type of enemy, uh, you can also roll a d4 to do extra damage. I just take some notes on that real quick. So I've gone ahead and added the item to your inventory. Oh, well, thank you. So you've got you've got that. It kind of des- it describes the obviously the damage and then what the the moonlight effect does. I have gone ahead and actually added the 
Um, I'm just going to say it actually just does flat bonus damage because I can't qualify it any other way. So let's see if that works. There we go. Okay. Um, so that is what you got. Okay. Um, Red, what did I say for you? Or what did you say you were doing? Uh, are we just looking into our items? I got the glaive. Well, the glaive I've already added to your inventory. Yeah, I already know about the glaive. I, if we have time to go shopping, Red does want to go get a shield of some kind so that he can use his new protection fighting. Um, okay. But it, we don't have to do that this episode. I can just go no, see I, a fight. I, well, no, I think that we were all taking time before the fight okay. to yeah. do stuff. So you you, you would have shield. time. Okay, I want to go get a shield. Okay. Um, one, then then that will happen. Um, I want it okay, to so be scrappy looking. Scrappy looking. I want what? it to look like the what, type what of scrap. What do you mean? I want it what, to look yeah, what does it mean to listen, you? I want it to look like the type of sort of makeshift shield that might be in a Mad Max film. Ah. Okay. Scrappy. Um, so there's a few different options available to you. Um, for... Well, first of all, I should ask, are you looking to get, like, a light, medium, or heavy shield? Uh, probably light. My strength score is the minimum of what it can be, uh, for my paladin class. Okay. So you can choose from one of four options at the local blacksmith. Um, there's a tar shield, which is like your atypical circular shield with uh, like a metal hub in the middle. So think kind of like a Boromir shield, but less fancy. Um, you've got the buckler, which is more like more metal and more punchy. Um, so classic. Uh, you have a Parma shield, which is basically like a medieval looking shield. Um, in the sense that it's like kind of uh, pointed at the bottom and then uh, I'm not describing it very well. It's like it's like an arch, an Got arch-shaped it. shield. Yeah, I know. Um, shape. And then a kite-shaped shield, which is like a wedge, so basically a triangle. Um, and they do offer a few different bonuses. So the Targe is the most basic. That just gives you plus one to your AC. Um, the Buckler also gives you plus one to AC. Um, and I forget what your dexterity is, but you can also use it to make an unarmed attack um, with a little bit of extra damage because you're punching with a hefty object. Uh, the Parma shield will give you, if you use it as a weapon, you can roll a d6 and do that much bludgeoning damage. So that one, um, kind of the same same thing as the Parma shield, except that it, you, if you want to, because it has a pointed bottom, you can use it to actually deal piercing damage. 
if the enemy is knocked prone, you can like bring it down on them. So rolling a d6 will give you that. I don't know that I need to use it as a weapon. I feel like I've got I got the glaive. I've got my other simple weapons. Um, which one of them is like the smallest, most sort of unobtrusive for my dexterity boy? Um, it would be the buckler or the targe. Okay. So probably the targe actually is the least, the least fancy. Okay, well, give me that one. Okay. And make it look cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's fine. I, will, I can I, paint I, it myself. Ah, uh, okay. It's just a piece of cardboard. <laughs> it's just like, you want it cool? Here's a piece of cardboard. It's just bedazzled top to bottom. The dazzles would actually be great for me. I am a warlock of the Archfey. Um, that would be fine. I, for a second, I thought you were going to say, I am a warlock of the arts and crafts. The arts and crafts? Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be dazzled. I'm going to put rhinestones on it. It's going to be great. Okay, so I misspoke. While wielding it, it will actually give you a plus two okay. to your AC. I thought you were going to say, no, I misspoke. You can't put rhinestones on it. <laughs> You just oh, can't. that you certainly can, and I'll certainly dislike it. Um, no, I want it to look scrappy. Okay, um, I will draw up something scrappy. Yay! And post a picture of it somewhere. All right, that's all. That's my thing. Tell me how much that's gold your it thing. costs. Uh, three gold. Okay. It's pretty cheap. That's cheap. We're good. Now, in looking at this red, it doesn't look like you've added your gold to your character. No, I haven't. It's in my head. So, that gold is now gone forever. It was 293. Maybe Red dropped it on on his way. Maybe the DM could add it for them. Maybe. I'm not sure where to add it. It's It's in your inventory. You just click at the very top. There's pictures... Oh, so gold. so it's two ninety after the shield cost. Okay, great. So you're actually at three hundred even, which I have now changed. Oh, okay. Henry did it for me, I guess. So we're good. Well, yeah. but now you know. Now I know. Now you know. Um, great, fantastic. Um, there is another option actually for you, Kitty, for getting rid of the gold bar. Um, the other thing you could do is you could take it to a metallurgist or a blacksmith and have them melt it down. Yeah, I already gave it to Treble to fuck up, so. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's okay. already happened. It's it's too late. It's already gone. Already it's done. It's already gone. I've already handed it off. Okay, so um, who does that leave us with? Uh, Kitty, you've still got your your stuff. Uh, Trum. Trum. Red Trumbo. did did Trumbo. the thing. Trumbo. Trumbo. <laughs> Trumbo. <laughs> Dalton Trumbo. Um, Herman, did we do yours already? Was it just getting the lowdown on the sword, or did you have more that you wanted to do? Uh, just getting the lowdown on the sword. Okay. 
Um, then Treble, what about you? All right, so Treble got his ring back, so he's going to go head towards the Blood Drinker Social Club. Right. Okay. Um, so, uh, when you arrive there, you notice that the door to the Blood Drinker's social club, um, is actually broken in half. You see half of the piece lying on the ground, and you see half of it hanging off the hinges. And embedded into the door are a number of arrows. Um, and you see that there's, like, uh... There's a grung outside in this little police uniform who is taking, like, what appears to be a statement from this massive wantee who's, like, talking to him. Um, but you, I would say, probably don't pay any attention to that and you just go straight in. Um, I'm assuming. That That is correct. Okay. Yeah, just would go walking right by. Hey, how's it going? Um, the grung almost looks like he's about to stop you. Like, this is a, this is a crime scene, please. And then just, just gives up and goes back to writing in the notebook. Um, inside, you find that there is signs of a struggle. Um, there are tables and chairs knocked over. Uh, there's a ton of broken glass on the floor. Um, it's sort of dim because some of the lights have been knocked out and you definitely step in something very sticky, um, multiple times. So, oh, so. this triple cat kicks it off his hoof and like, as he's kicking it off his hoof, he steps in more goop with it's his other hoof. It's definitely like, sticky blood, right? It's blood. Yeah, it's blood. Yeah, it's definitely it's blood. blood. Or ketchup. It could be ketchup. <laughs> yep, so much ketchup. No, our reserves of ketchup. <laughs> they stole all our ketchup reserves. Our, our, our town can't continue without our reserves of ketchup. Um, uh, so, what you find, um, you have to do a little bit of searching, but you find... Um, the Wanty fixer that you talked to previously. Um, you find him with, uh, he's being attended to by another Wanty, and he's got like a band of cloth wrapped around one of his eyes. And the dude is like patting. You can see that he's got like a ton of cuts and like wounds on his body that this other one T is like patting him down and bandaging up. And he like looks at you and he's like, What the fuck do you want? Well, I was just coming to chat with you about the uh, fight tonight, but I noticed that. Uh, Seems like uh, there was a shootout at the old saloon. Uh, what happened here? Yeah, um, we had a, uh, what's the word? There was a disagreement over the, uh, the payout structure of one of our protection schemes. And, uh, I lost a lot of good snakes yesterday. Or today. 
Or both. And I think I might have lost one of my eyes. It's hard to tell, because there's cloth over it. Wait, you, you can't tell if you lost your eye? Like, what if you... Can you... That seems like something you should maybe, like, look, figure out. That might be good. Um, I could, but, you know, mirrors. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah, no, no, just what you're talking about there. Um, I've always been put off by anyway. mirrors. I don't, I don't know how they work. Usually, yeah, never mind. Never, that's yep. for a different yep. time. Yep. Um, uh, so... About the fight tonight, uh, we have convinced Margaret Thastis to proceed as uh, instructed. So now it's just up to her to see if we, uh, if she keeps her end of the bargain. Oh, well, that's, that's a relief to hear. I'm glad that something's gone right. Somewhere. Uh, just to be clear, we we will still be getting diamonds as payment for this job that we did? Uh, well, I certainly hope so. Um, yeah, you, uh, it may not be the most, uh, timely of payments. Um, yeah, when that fight broke out, we, uh, we may have been lightly robbed. Uh-huh. Okay, um, when you say lightly robbed, you only have, like, half of my diamonds, or you have all of them, or... I mean, we were robbed so much that we're a little light. Uh... Ah. So, could I offer you, um, some used wooden tables? You know, I have a friend who's a carpenter who makes me tables every year for my birthday, so I'm kind of like all full up on tables. I've known them for like a couple months, but definitely every year for my birthday. So I prefer the diamonds, but uh, we might be able to uh, come to a bit of a different uh, exchange. It's not a. Sexual thing, is it? <laughs> God, no. God, what? No. Fucking Jesus. What do you think I am? No. Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Okay. Very straightforward well, of him. Here's, here's my proposition. You owe me, if this goes through, which uh, I'm, I, I gave the old one to buckle my shoe to Margaret Tassel, so I think she's convinced. You had sex of, with uh, her? That wasn't part of the bargain. <laughs> no, that, no, what is with you guys and all this sex talk? No, it's it's a completely above-the-board thing that we do. Oh, that could be the copium I'm taking for the pain. <laughs> the, copium. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chalk it up to that. Um, so... How connected are you all in the country of Bastalone? Bastalone? Uh... Well, my, uh, my cousin Louis, he runs a, uh... somewhat disreputable gaming parlor in the south of Bastalone. Uh... And, uh, of course there's my aunt, um... Mistletoe. 
or, or Missile oh, yeah. for short. And Aunt Missile, she lives over in, uh, oh, what's the name of that town? It's in the middle of nowhere, and it's got nothing going on. St. Louis? Uh, it might have been St. Louis. <laughs> don't, don't agree. I'm gonna take that, St. Louis. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> You with all your golden arches and stuff. Wait, who do they think all they your are? McDonald's is. Oh wait, it's not the golden arches. I thought is it the golden arches? Isn't that the it's just the bridge? The St. Louis the... arch. Oh, the, it's just the same okay. shit. <laughs> I'm the sorry. The golden arches is definitely. Just well, that's McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> um, no, she lives in the town of uh, of Colia, out in the out in the middle of the Colian Way. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I've, I know some people. I've got some in the family, some outside the family. Uh, what do you... You want to talk to them? You want some homegrown hooch? I think they have that out there. Well, we can talk about that later. I definitely want some of that. But I was more thinking, what if instead of you giving me diamonds, if we were to, say, go back to Bastalone at any point, if you could uh, send a few of your men, maybe as a protection service of sorts for us. Protection, huh? Uh, well, let's see. Um, your most trusted men. I don't want anybody, you know, getting any funny ideas or anything. Yeah, well, no, no sex stuff, guys. Oh, uh, see, here's the, here's the rub. Um, it's the most trusted men that were part of the problem today. So as oh. it turns out, there's not there's not any honor amongst blood drinking social club members. It was an inside job. Yeah, um here's what I can do. And he kind of reaches uh well, he grabs from somewhere, I'll just say. Um a talisman uh, on a on a th- on a like a cord, so like a necklace sort of thing. And the talisman is a little brass, uh, what looks to be like a canary, like a little bird with open wings. And in the mouth of the bird is a snake. And he hands this to you, and he's like, uh, "You show that at the." Uh, at the Tempest in the city of uh, Isva. And the Tempest is a bar there. You show that to the bartender there. He'll give you a hand if you need it. Is it a sex hand? No, no, not that kind of hand. Although that would be funny also. Just like gives a sigh and he's like, ah, this again, okay. He just keeps handing out these hand job tokens everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, not not like that. Um, it's like, he'll be able to give you some men and uh, probably a place to crash if you need it. I've got to rebuild my operation in Kuru. This is this is just not a good place to be. Well, I will take this, and I appreciate it, and. Maybe someday we can, uh, you know, help each other out in the future with uh, a uh, 
Stop it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, she didn't laugh, if she didn't laugh, I had one on deck. So you were going to... We started it. I didn't. More or less, what I'm trying to put together is I'm... I'm sick and tired of the of the Abbey over in Bastalone. So I'm putting together a, a bit of a resistance over there. So if you uh, had any interest in gaining a foothold in Bastalone, maybe uh, our endeavors might be aligned in the future. Bastalone, you say? You know, I do have a cousin or... Maybe a son? I don't remember which. I've got somebody related to me locked up in Nur. If you ever make your way down there and do like a, I don't know, prison break or something, I suppose uh, you could come to an arrangement. And uh, The idea of prison break sounds really good to Treble, so he's going to propose that they go to Nur next. (laughs) Oh boy. And I just, I've got one more question for you, kid, and I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but are you positive this isn't a sex thing? <laughs> I've, heur- I've heard that all the satyrs, all the satyrs that come through this town, all they want is to drink and and have sex, sex with each things. other. Do the sex things. Satyrs are sex fiends, that is known. I, I can assure you that... Uh, Sex things are not the uh, at the forefront of my mind, if you know what I mean. Oh, so they're at it's the it's back it's of your mind. <laughs> yeah, this is the back front. The back front. <laughs> Literally nothing you can say that they won't take sexually. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, it's just the loss of blood. I'm sure I'll be okay. Anyway. I've got to go and get my wounds tended to here, so uh, you get on out. But take that token. Uh, One more thing. Um, You are the, probably the purveyor of uh, items that can't be sold at normal shops. Um, Is there any way you can do anything? This might help your business too. With this, he holds out the gold bar. Ah. I think that's a bar of chocolate. Trouble unwraps it. It's like, damn it, it is a bar of chocolate. White chocolate. <laughs> oh. Um, he looks at the bar and he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can use that for something. Uh, you want anything for it? <laughs> I'll just have this huge bar of gold for free. Right, <laughs> getting this as a paperweight? Um, well I was hoping for an exchange of money but since you don't really have that well money I've got uh, I'm just a little light on the diamonds Uh, oh that's fine yeah I'll just take its weight in gold Uh, he whispers something to the uh, the wantee that's tending to him and he kind of scampers off into the back of the bar and comes back with a bag of gold, uh, 75 gold pieces. Can I roll insight to see if this is, if they're trying to, to dupe me for, like, if they're trying to undercut me for the gold? Sure. 
17 plus 118. Um, feels right. Uh, seems okay. like they aren't they aren't trying to undercut you or shortchange you at all. Okay. All right. Well, it's a pleasure doing business with you, and I hope that you see uh, some good profits from the fight tonight, and uh, we'll, we will definitely be there spectating, so maybe we'll see you there. Uh, with that trouble. Well, I, a little I probably won't see you at all. Uh, not because I don't want to, but because I've only got one eye, I think. <laughs> and it, uh, uh, you're right, it certainly has been a business doing pleasure with you. And he, like, gives you away. Is that a sexual thing? Or like, How dare you? <laughs> I keep everything above board. As Trouble walks out of the bar, he's like, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes in this motherfucking bar. <laughs> and walks out the door. Very on nice. this Monday through Friday bar. <laughs> Monkey fighting snakes on this Monday through Friday plane. Oh, man. Okay, well that that was eye opening. Um, so that, well, but only one because he. Lost but only one, one. maybe. Uh, so that leaves us with Kitty. Yes. Now, could you? There were a couple of things you wanted to do. Uh, I want to. I want to check in the book to see what kind if what kind of calls we could do with those gems we found. Right. Uh, Carnelia, Grey Quartz, which I think we know which one that one does. And then a Lapis Lassili. Right, so one of those uh, is the one that summons the god itself. Yeah, that summons, so lets us talk to Yarduk, the, yeah. Yeah, the knowledge god. Yes. So one of them is for that. Um, the Carnelia summons a guardian Ifrit spirit. Um, from a minor noble family of Kebra. Um, the titular Sekbos, so S-E-K-H-B-O-S. And then the Smoky Grey Quartz was the god. Knowledge Correct. God. Knowledge god. And then Lapis Lazuli. Uh, the Lapis Lazuli is actually pretty interesting because it comes from, uh, it will summon an, an, like the ancestral guardian spirit associated with the island of Jar. J-A-H-R. Um, and the description for that is it's basically a giant toad spirit. Um, that will dispense either knowledge or food, depending on what you ask it for. I do love that. Uh, that quick it can question also for just you, Bobby. Snacks. Would you have told us all that you were going to do this? That you're going to like look all this stuff up? Well, I, I, I'm just staying at the hotel, going through all the stuff that we got. At some point, Treble would have asked you to research if there's a way to do local calls. So, in the interest of trying to get in touch with um, Ernest. I think it do can, if I remember It, it can, right. yeah. So, you have to speak the true name. Yeah, we have to know the true name of whoever. So, we have to... That was a discussion I think we had. It was like, mm -hmm. if Ernest was his real name or not. 
Yes. So that was and a discussion. That, and that uh, if he could be contacted because he's in stasis. Right. Well, we gave the potions to get him out of stasis, hopefully. So That's true. I'm hoping by now he might be better. Okay. I, I will check just in case, but I think we know know that we can do that do we need diamonds to do that i can't remember that part now that i will have to go back and check i want to say it the cost for a local call was significantly less than uh the spirit world or the ethereal plane um i want to say that it was something like maybe two diamonds tops uh okay. we still so You'll still need diamonds, but you won't need nearly as many. There's also, for local things like that, there's also, like, Ascending Spell could do that. I know none of us have Sending right now, but, like, there could be, like, people that you can hire to do Ascending Spell for you in this magic okay city. Um, Just pointing that out. So as long as he's awake, he should be, we should be able to send to him. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's something that we would have any idea if there's, like, any people in the city who who do magic like that as a service you could pay for. We do, we do know we can call him with the phone. We still will need diamonds. We may be able to call him other ways. Yes. Yes, that is, that is true. The- to, to sum up. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so that kind of... That's that. Uh, was there anything else that you yeah, wanted to I wanted, do? Yeah, I wanted to turn my... Uh, take everything out that I know is in my bag. Ah, right. There, yes, the fun part. And then turn it inside out to see if there's anything else in there. Since it's a used bag of holding. Right. So you turn it inside out. Um, you, obviously you get back the items that you put in there. Yeah, no, um, I would have, t- I, I would have liked Oh, you, or you actually took them out. Yeah, I would. Okay. Because to use a bag of holding, you have to know what's in there. So I would have reached in, like, grabbed everything I knew was there. And then I want to see what pops out when I grab the bottom and turn it inside out. Okay. Um, emerging from it is a, you almost get knocked over because a rickshaw comes out. What the fuck? Like a full, a full rickshaw. (laughs) Um, you also, uh, a number of books fall onto the ground. Um, and you, uh, sorry. I gotta scroll back a little bit for this. I just yeah, I could remember. I could remember two off the top of my head. I could remember the rest. It's been a while. It's been it we, a while. It's when last time we had a guest. True I enough. The guest's store, I believe. I believe you bought it at the store with the woman who had like all of the odd magical oh, items yeah. like my, oh that's right that's my where we most got the favorite cape. npc in this whole campaign so far is that woman <laughs> so good the vampiric cloak um yeah that was a fun she had great stuff. she did have good stuff um additionally uh a spear falls out but the spear is impaling a kobold so there's a kobold corpse on the end of it <laughs> okay 
um, a battle flag falls out, um, which it's sort of faded and it smells moldy, but it's uh, it's like this pale green background with like a ram stitched how's, onto it. How's the kobold like a ram's corpse head. smell? How's that? Not smell? good. Well, it's not great, Bob. <laughs> uh, it's not pleasant. How decomposed is it? Pretty decomposed. Um, the the corpse looks pretty desiccated and dried out. Gross. I got got kobold jerky. Great. Kobold jerky. Um, and then finally, uh, something nice falls out in the form of a gold anklet. Uh, which is inlaid with, like, uh, jet or obsidian. Um, and it's a banded thing. So there's like gold and then golden black, golden black all the way around in a pattern. So I have proficiency in arcana. Can I just kind of looking at these things that fall out, just see, like, do maybe to check to see if any of this is magic or if it's all just garbage? <laughs> um, sure. You can do that. Great. Uh, 17? Um, so ironically enough, the only thing that seems to have magical energy is the kobold corpse. What? What? Okay. Cool. Uh. Okay. Uh, I'm flabbergasted. As, Uh, As you... As you sit in your flabbergasted state, uh, you hear the voice, Excuse me, if it's not too much trouble, could you take me off this spear, please? (laughs) Um, Yes! Uh, And she will very, try to as gently as possible, put, put her foot on... The kobold, and then just try to pull the spear up. Oh, that's quite uncomfortable. How? 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 Hold on! Hold on! I'll move me liver so you can get the spear through. Okay. She'll just after after some like yeah, you're eventually able to maneuver maneuver the kobold off the spear. Um. And the kobold is sitting there and kind of, still kind of shriveled, but after a moment, he, like, cricks his neck and, like, stretches out his arms. And he pulls out uh, from, like, kind of within the rags that are his clothing. He pulls out this very tiny bowler hat and places it on his head. Henry, uh, what? My name is Samuel. What dream and, did uh, this come out of? I love it. <laughs> I've been I've been in the bag of holding now for quite some time. Um I used to be somebody who cleaned chimneys, you see. And uh they tried to clean a chimney with a spear and uh I died in the process. But it was an enchanted chimney, you see, and uh anyway. Um, my memory's not so good. I think I've been in here for quite some time. It's quite unpleasant. Um, anyway, 
Do you have a fireplace or chimney that needs cleaning that I can help you with? <laughs> I'm screaming. Kitty, Internally like myself, is just, her jaw has, <laughs> is just, her mouth is just open. Like, like how they cleaned a thing with the... How did they put him in the... Why did they put him in the bag? What is... <laughs> what is happening? This is our uh, pet now. This is our uh, pet kobold. I'm, I'm not making a, an, an, a, something it's with a an intelligence. It's our mascot. I'm Kitty... Uh, 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 it's, uh, oh boy, uh, I don't have a, a chimney, but, um, you can, uh, are you, are you alive? Like, what's, what? On an existential sense, I suppose, I suppose I am alive, um, in a more physical realistic sense i suppose yeah i'm also probably alive there as well um on a on an ecumenical sense um yes i, I suppose i'm alive um uh, how on a sense of happiness i suppose maybe less so <laughs> Um, on a sense of like re- religiosity, uh, <laughs> maybe not so much, but but yeah, no. um, it's a complex situation I'm in, really. He's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we have to take uh, him with us. Uh, uh, Many years ago, when I oh, was no. cleaning a no. chimney, oh, no. I was cursed by the god of chimneys, <laughs> and I had to, I had, I was cursed and had to serve a hundred years cleaning chimneys in the spirit realm. So and um, I don't know. I mean, you're welcome to jump in any time. <laughs> she doesn't know. It's like she's. <laughs> It's like if you found it like a, a dead dog on the road and you felt bad, so you pulled it off the side of the road, and then all of a sudden the dog sat up and started talking to and you, telling you its kind tragic of life story. Yeah, like what are you gonna, you gonna interrupt it to tell it? Oh, cool, I don't care. Uh, please, shut up. No, I, I mean, she'll just kind of let it talk and and wait for everyone to come back at some point, because I'm guessing we would reconvene at the hotel before we went to the fight. Oh my god, can I come back and talk to this kobold, please? <laughs> please, I'm begging like, you. Kitty will just, like, sit crisscross applesauce on the ground with him and just let him talk. Uh, she okay. Does not, she does not know what to do. I'm obsessed. <laughs> so tell me, um, good, uh, good cat lady, could you tell me what year it is? Yes, the year is, insert Henry tells me the year. Okay. Here. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. I, I can't believe I've been in a bag of holding for that long. That's truly, <laughs> truly a travesty. How long 
is it? Well, I would say it's pushing 400 years now. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, could you tell me what city we're in? Uh, we're in Kuru, right? Correct. Kuru! Oh dear. That's quite far from where I'm from. Which in is... In fact, I don't even know where Kuru is. Where? Must be one of those new housing developments off the way. Where are you from? Well, I... I'm from, uh, I'm from the islands known as the Titan's Tears, love. I'm from the city of Seafall. Those are all underwater now, right? No, so those are still oh. above water. Um, okay. I haven't really talked about them much because nobody really makes their way up there because it's a really shitty landscape, but... Great. Cool. Um, uh, uh, we have very far from what 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 is your name again uh my name i'm samuel the chimney sweeper okay i love him i'm not letting him go anywhere <laughs> he's coming with us <laughs> <laughs> he's going with us uh, when red shows up kitty will be like this oh Here's this Samuel. This is Samuel. Here's this Samuel. I don't know what to do with him. Where did Samuel Hi come there. from? Uh, Samuel, I'm I'm red. I I shake his tiny hand. Does he still look desiccated? Yeah, does he look like a mummified? Yes. Okay, great. Oh, great. He looks like the mummy from the hit classic, The Mummy, the mummy? from 1999. <laughs> but a cobalt shape and size. But a, but a small cobalt shape. Not a hot bald guy. No, not Arnold Vosloo. <laughs> Red that comes later. shakes his tiny desiccated hand and is like, hi, hi Samuel, where'd you come from? It's less of a question of where I come from and more of a question of where I went. A kitty will be like, don't. Don't start. Don't all right. Like, that, yeah, let me hear it, bud. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, all, it all began 430 no, no, years ago. No, no. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, it, to interrupt uh, this, he, he, he came from my bag of holding. He was in the, the bag. I was just seeing what else. And then she'll point to the rickshaw that's in the corner taking up a third of the room. <laughs> Red's like, oh man, just you wonder, were trapped wait, in a Wait, we could use Samuel to pull the rickshaw. No, Samuel is a don't no. No wonder you no. look dehydrated, man. You, you want some water? I think you'll find that if I consume water in my current state, I may disintegrate. Oh no! <laughs> Can you consume anything? I got some. No, he's been in a fucking bag of holding for uh, well. I'm given to understand that I can safely consume the ash from fires, uh, but um, that don't besides sound that, chimney sweep forever. Don't sound too appetizing, but I could probably find you some of that. You look pretty, uh, not so good, man. Well, my good person, um, 
I'm not really sure that I need uh, things to consume in my current state of existence. Oh, okay. You're one of them zombies. Well, I've been told that that word is, is somewhat offensive. Oh, in... <laughs> no, I'm sorry, man. We prefer the term zombies. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll make sure I say it that way. How? how wait, wait. How? How? How do you know about we? You've ne- nope, never nope, never mind. Because if I ask a question, it will no. Anyway, hey Samuel, you want to come see a, a fight? We yeah, we have a fight to get to. Oh, that sounds rather violent. Is it is it somebody you know you're going to fight? No, we're not fighting. We're just going to watch other people fight. Well, hopefully we're not fighting because last time Treble did try to get into a fight, it didn't go so well. Uh-huh. I see. Um, you can ride on right. my shoulders. Well, that would actually be quite lovely. I don't generally get much more than a view of... Of people's knees and maybe their calf when I walk around, so... Yeah, man, you're tiny. It would be quite nice to be able to see more than that. All right, let's go. (laughs) I pick up this tiny little zombie person, put him on my shoulders like a child. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Dial M for Magic. Your cast, as always, was Jordan Fugit as Treble, Bobby K. Kuffner as Kitty Bradley, Nathan Pierce as Herman Cranberry, Dan Rogland is red, and our dungeon master was Henry Rogland. Not a lot to report on this week's episode. We've just been working hard on some behind-the-scenes stuff and working on making sure the editing is really good. I've been working hard on all that, and I hope that the rewards are going to be coming soon for that. But in the meantime, our next episode will be coming at you on October 27th. We look forward to seeing you then.